name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. At least once a week, myself and all the priests in San Diego, we try our best to get together at least once a week, uh, just to you know keep our, our relationship strong with each other because we have very busy lives. So once a week, we'll all get together and you know either go to lunch or something and just hang out. Uh, but probably once or twice a year, we'll actually you know go out somewhere and do something fun. So I remember last year, I don't know whose idea it was. He said, you know, let's just go to an amusement park. So he said, okay, you know, let's go. We all went. Uh, and we're walking around, and there, there was uh, one of those trams that takes you from point A to point B. Uh, so we're walking there. They're all saying, you know, let's get on this tram so we could go on the other side of the park. Um, so I have a thing with heights, you know, and that thing was uh, hundreds of feet high. So, of course, they're all peer pressuring me, saying, no, you have to come. We're all going to go, this, that. I said, you know, there's no way I'm getting on that. One thing led to another. I'm, on, I'm in line to get on it, okay? So as I'm waiting there, uh, the tram that we're gonna get on, there was some sort of malfunction, I don't know what happened, and I looked at the guys, I said, guys, this is a sign, there's no way we're gonna get on this right now. They said, no, it's fine, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, I didn't wanna answer that, but okay, we'll see. So we get on, and you know, it's hundreds of feet in the air. So. We're on, we're on the tram and I'm dying, you know, I'm sweating, I'm nervous, I'm, t I'm talking to Father Nikito, telling him, tell me a story about your vocation, things like that, just, you know, just trying to pass time. And as we're, you know, up there, there was an emergency stop, it just stops out of nowhere. I said, okay, you can't make this stuff up, you know, it keeps getting worse and worse. So then I look at Father Simon, I said, okay, now you tell me why you wanted to become a priest, well, things like that, you know, so uh, by the time we got there, uh, I learned my lesson not to go to these places with uh, these priests, uh, but also sometimes fear is okay, right? There's, some, there's something called natural fear. It's not normal for a human being to be dangling in the air, hundreds of feet in the air, uh, and to be okay with it. It's just, it's not a normal thing. And it's okay to have this normal fear, right? If you, know, you were in the jungle and being attacked by a lion, you're supposed to be afraid. Right? It's a natural human response. You, you should be afraid if a lion is running towards you or you know, anything like that. But now, what's happening is we're afraid of everything. It's not just things that we're supposed to be afraid of. We have been consumed by fear. We're, we are afraid of every little thing in our lives. And that's when it becomes a problem. We're afraid of things that we're not supposed to be afraid of. And there becomes a big problem with this when we're afraid of everything. And Jesus sort of addresses it in this gospel today. Because imagine the things that you have fears of right now. You know, just think about those things. What do you fear? What are the things you are most afraid of? A lot of people are afraid of what the future has in store for them. What is my life going to be? Who am I going to marry? Is my career going to be successful? Will I be able to support my family? Will I be able to get over this terrible mental state that I'm in right now? I'm afraid of what's in store for me. I'm afraid of making this decision. We have become afraid of everything. And when fear consumes us, we become crippled. But Jesus, he shows us 
what happens when fear consumes us, and he sort of gives us a solution in this gospel today. Because what happens? Jesus, he's going up to Jerusalem, he's taking the 12 disciples with him, the apostles. And he says to them, look, the Son of Man is going to be delivered, he's going to be condemned, he's going to be scourged, and he's going to die. He's going to be crucified. And this is a big deal with Jesus illustrating this just to the 12. But what do we know about the 12 apostles when it comes to Jesus being condemned and crucified and scourged in Jerusalem? They scattered, they ran away. They were too afraid of reality, the reality that Jesus illustrated for them. But there's something very interesting that Jesus says before any of this, and this is one of the first time I've caught this, because usually priests are going to Jerusalem, we, uh, part of this gospel, but this really caught my eye. He says, we are going to Jerusalem, we. We are going to Jerusalem, and these things are going to happen. Jesus isn't saying, you all will go to Jerusalem, and then this is what is going to happen to me. No, I will be with you. We are going to Jerusalem, and we are going to face what is God's providence in this life? It is us. And when it comes to the many things that we fear, the things that we are not even supposed to fear, we sometimes forget Jesus is telling us the same thing. We are walking. Jesus doesn't say, you are going to go about your life and do this, this, and that. No, we are going. Jesus is journeying with us. And that is the whole point of sort of submitting ourselves to the will of God, is when we become consumed with fear, that never comes from God. God will never instill fear in us that is not supposed to be there. So when we fear about our future, when we fear about our relationships, when we fear about our own success, when we fear about getting over our anxiousness, our you know, terrible mental state, our unfortunate circumstances. When is this person going to be cured from this sickness? When am I going to be able to you know, get over this hardship? When we're constantly in fear of all of these things, that is the devil's sort of shackles of having us consumed with fear. Because what happens when we're consumed with fear? There is no room for hope. There's absolutely no room for hope. And the devil does not want an inch of hope in our lives. Nothing, not an inch of it. And that's something the apostles didn't really understand. They didn't understand the hope aspect. That's why when they heard this, they went to Jerusalem and scattered because they didn't really understand how to deal with this, this unfortunate circumstance. But the second part of this gospel helps us to understand how to submit ourselves to the will of God. Because even the mother of the sons of Zebedee, she's asking for all of these great things for her son. Good. Every mother wants something good for her son. But when she starts to ask things that she's, you know, sort of overreaching, Jesus brings her down to reality and gives her a mind of humility to understand that the way God's providence works is the way he wills it. So if we want to submit ourselves to the will of God, if we want to stop fearing 
all of the things that we're fearing in our lives, if we no longer want to be consumed with fear, it requires humility. And humility means I am a human being and there's only so much I can control, period. When we come to terms with that, with humility, we then know that we're left with only one other option. You give it to God. Because whether we like it or not, the things that we fear, there, there's a limit. We, we come to a dead end where we cannot control it anymore. But because we convince ourselves and worry about things all the time and sort of have it in the back of our minds, all of these small things that are not in our control, we become enslaved to fear. But God calls us today to submit ourselves to his will. Thy will be done, we say in the Our Father. It's very easy to say that, but it's more, it's heavier to put it into action. And Jesus wants us to put this in action. Let your will be done. I submit my fears to the foot of your cross. I submit my anxiousness to the foot of your cross. I give myself to you because this is what we are supposed to do. And when we do that, when we submit ourselves to his divine will, we will then see the hope and peace in our lives. And the things that we used to be so obsessed with, all the fears that we used to be so obsessed with, all the fears that consumed our minds and hearts and lives, will start to shed. Will start to be something that we now have control of. Because God created us with intellects. Intellects that are meant to control our emotions, control our passions, and not the other way around. We are much greater than anything we fear. God's providence, God's grace is much greater than any fear that the devil wishes to instill in our lives. Amen.